Welcome, everyone, to the Wrestling Merchandise and Memories podcast. Wrestling Merchandise and Memories is, of course, brought to you by CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, your scrapbook for wrestling merchandise and memories. Uh, I'm Canadian Bulldog, and as always, I'm here with uh, my cohort, uh, the one and only Stu Stone. Stu, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. What a time to be a wrestling fan. Is that a new, like, intro? No. <laughs> no. Just trying Thanks something out. Thanks for having out. me back. Thank you for well, having me back. You are the co-host, so. Yes. Wow. I didn't really have a lot of uh, I appreciate it. Listen, I'm having a lot of fun doing this, and I know that uh, our listener is having a wonderful time listening to it. We actually, uh, last month, we got some tremendous feedback. I don't know on your end, but I uh, heard a lot of really good things. That's, oh, good. that's awesome. Uh, this is starting to take over, and uh, please tell your friends about it. Uh, Spread the good word. Yes, it's definitely a good word. We're having a great time talking to you about uh, memories uh, for the hardcore, really super fans of, of professional wrestling in the 80s and early 90s. And nerds, basically, is what, wow. we're, what we're saying, which is fine. Like We're nerds, too. I, I'm not discriminating, but I'm just really, you're, you're a bunch of nerds. That's, that's fine. Or marks, whatever, whatever, prefer, whatever term you prefer. Passionate people. Passionate wrestling fans, that's what we cater to. Yes. So we talk about wrestling merchandise and memories on this podcast because that is the uh, the title, in fact. But today we're going to be talking about memories of merchandise. Oh, memories of merchandise. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about? Today? M-O-M, memories of merchandise. Also, Mabel, Oscar, and Mo. Mm-hmm. But we're, this is not about men on a mission. We're not about that. Maybe that's a future episode. We'll have to see. Okay. But what I've got uh, here, just... To, to the uh, left of me here is I'm calling this Bulldog's Grab Bag, okay? So I, I went earlier today and I, I, uh, I've i got a basement full of wrestling merchandise oh because God, of course so I do. So I've got some random things in here, things that I have not really checked through. I just stuffed them all in a bag. Okay. And we're going to take them out one by one. Okay. And it's like a mystery, uh, a mystery grab bag? A mystery grab bag. And we're just going to describe them, go through, you know, our, our thoughts and uh, and just sort of see what what's what. Okay. So... I will, and and I guess the other thing too, I just want to point out here is Stu. Um, I actually have some gifts for you in this bag as well. Oh, gifts! So this is almost like a bonus in itself. You have some there gifts for me. I do gifts like uh, like little animated emojis. Gifts, no, not a gift. Oh, but, gift but a gift. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to start with the the first two items here. And actually, by the time this will uh, have aired, uh, there'll be a little a feature about this on CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. But that's okay. So these first, I've got two oh, audio cassettes shit. here. Woo! This is and, amazing. And the reason wow. the reason that I say that these wow. are gifts to you, Stu, is because I actually probably borrowed these from you thirty odd years ago and never returned them. Holy shit! So um, I guess we're working blue tonight. Do you want to, Do you want to describe <laughs> what are on these two audio okay, cassettes? Okay, so he has handed me two cassettes that have WWF theme songs on them. And in order to get these tapes, if I'm not mistaken, you had to join the WWF fan club. They also sold them at house shows, but I believe that's how we how we first procured these items. Maybe one of them was from a house show and one of them was from a fan club. I know that one, the, the one with the Bushwhackers wow, is so, for sure from the fan, fan club. Yeah. So are you going to queue up our Walkman and, and listen to these or – Dude, I gotta tell you guys, he's giving me two cassettes. Side A, this is amazing. Holy shit! Yeah, it's only one side and then it's repeated. But 
Serving hard time by the big boss man, the Ho Hustle, Jim Duggan, Hunka Hunka Hunky Love, Rhythm and Blues, Demolition Days, Demolition, Rockin' Rockers, The Rockers, and the Bushwhacker Boogie by the Bushwhackers. This was the one that would have come with my fan club membership. Yeah. So what I find kind of interesting is that they all of them have these like, cute names that you never ever hear, like the Bushwhacker Boogie, the Ho Hustle. Are, these are probably worth money. Tornado Warning. What a Rush, Legion of Doom, Dragonfire, The Dragon, God Save the Queen, The British Bulldog. Which is not – that's not the song. It's like the – Nasty size. Little Britannia. And the Million Dollar Rap for Million Dollar Men. So this must be the mid-90s, right? 1991 it says on the tape. And one's from 1990, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So did you – like these back- incredible. Incredible. Did you – look this up. When we used to have these cassettes, did you like listen to them and then pretend you were like the Bushwhackers? Just playing it and just like getting I in the would, mood. I would no. I would uh, first of all, chances are I was wrestling with you and or your brother, and we would use these as uh, you know for the uh, for the entrances to come out to. I'm not sure that's true. I don't think we ever came out to like Sometimes, the whole hustle. Well, maybe not that particular song, but uh, it was also nice to have the wrestling theme songs. It was incredible back then. Uh, you know. Well, we didn't have the internet back no. then, so this was really the, the only, only way, way you, to have it. Yeah, exactly. Played on the radio, unless and, and if you taped it off the television, you got like Gorilla or Bobby speaking over it or something. Yeah. It's like a clean recording of the theme songs. And I'm trying to look it up on eBay because I'm I think that these things are probably worth money. Stu's gonna flip these, see if he can make a profit off of them. Um, I, I guess yeah, the one thing worth pointing out, I did listen to these uh, in preparation for this podcast and and the CanadianBulldogsWorld.com piece that I've written, and these are. Like each song is maybe sixty seconds or less. Like so, you don't get the They're full very short. serving hard time. Like it's, okay, so these are uh, these are worth twenty bucks a pop. Wow, I could have I could have sold them before bringing them here. Damn it! Some of them are asking for ninety two dollars, but I don't think they got people paid them for it. That's probably the version with like the Outlaw Rod Bass theme song or whatever on it. This is these are really really are. cool. I'm so excited to be holding these, and they're just. Really awesome. So my memories are that WWF – listen, the album, the wrestling album was incredible. Pile Driver was incredible. This is – then they didn't do another album. Then there was WCW Slam Jam or whatever or, or whatever that fucking crap is. But but then, but then, you know, the next time that music would have been available would have been not until CDs much later on, which would have been, you know, the they- WWF theme songs or whatever. So there there were a few more cassettes. There was like a WrestleMania there was, album. There was that. There was like full metal. Oh, WrestleMania. But I'm talking about not songs with the wrestlers singing them. No, no. I, this I, is the theme songs from the wrestlers that were – you could only get them this way. I'm yeah. telling you, man. No, I agree with you there. But I'm saying there were other audio cassettes that you could also get theme songs, not just like Bret Hart singing. Or whatever. So there was a few more before the CD era completely sort of well, took over. Well, I'm saying whatever this era is, which is 1991 and 1992. Like, for example, I just wrote WWF theme song cassette on eBay, and only these tapes came up. So it wasn't like they did tapes for – I think the promotion only lasted these two years probably for this fan club. For the fan club cassettes, yes. yes. Absolutely, yeah. Those are the only two. Although I think it's one is called – WWF Superstars 2 and one of them is called WWF Superstar 3. So I think we're missing volume 1. But I point taken. Like one of them probably had like two real American. Three. No, we're probably missing one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're missing one. Whatever. Okay, so shall we go back into the grab bag? Yeah, that's fantastic. All you right. are one for one. Are you going to take photographs of these things? We could. We could do that we later should. too. So people can see what I'm looking at and they can go to the website, Canadian Bulldogs World. Whoa, baby. Look All at right. that. So the next one. So full disclosure, I did Whoa. not have this as a child. Uh, I, I acquired this more recently at a thrift shop, so it doesn't actually work. But do you want to describe what, what this bad boy is? Uh, I have a uh, – just in time for Simchas Torah, I have a Jewish man probably in his early 40s wearing nothing but a, uh, a black Speedos. Uh, of course, it's Bill Goldberg. This is a Goldberg giant figure, like a 14 – um, it's much bigger than a Galo- like than an LJN figure. This is a, a giant, massive – Goldberg. So I, I don't and remember. It looks like it probably talked at one point. This you is can push the stomach. It looks like. Yeah. So that was the gimmick. They're they're talking action figures. So I did used to have the Randy Savage figure, and what the gimmick was, they can actually talk. Not only like when you hit them in the head or whatever, he goes like, "Oh yeah, you're breaking my head" or whatever. But they also talk to each other. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. So it's like Goldberg would say, "I'm gonna rip your right arm off, Macho Man." When oh. he sees Macho Man. So I've got to get batteries in that. I think it's like watch batteries. So do I get to keep so this as well? You do not. Not this one. No, no. But uh, you got the cassettes, which were, <laughs> which were yours to begin with. Yes. But uh, yeah, any thought? This is really impressive. It's, I mean, especially like How first time. How much did you time. pay for this? Uh, I spent eight bucks on that. This is eight dollars at a thrift shop? Yeah. Eight bucks well spent, I think. So I feel like you could have bargained with them. They probably would have done it for five. Live I, and learn. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool though. It is. It's, it's articulate. You can move the arms and legs. And well, it seems like you can't really have. It's like too big for a kid to. This is a heavy. It's a heavy figure. It is. Yeah. And we've talked about uh, King Kong Bundy in the past uh, on this could show. Could have blinded somebody by uh, how you could have thrown Bundy and like really hurt somebody. Yeah. I feel like this Goldberg would put this in the wrong kid's hand. Uh, you know, and you could really hurt yourself with this toy. Shall we try that? It's or got, it's got some weight to it. I don't know. Would you have wrestled with this in another figure? And like, how big is th- the ring? If this, I don't think there was a ring. It was just it was figure. So they had. I'm going from memory here. They had Kevin Nash, Goldberg, obviously Randy Savage. I think I want to say Conan. They had tough talking Conan. Tough talkers. Yes, thank you. Uh, at Diamond Dallas Page, and they probably had one more because they had to like they had to fight each other. But I don't remember who the other one was. Maybe like I Rick mean, Steiner or something. It's kind of like not really good. Like the arms are pretty – they're like Star Wars figure arms. Like they're just straight, non-posable straight arms, whereas like the legs bend. Yeah, you have a bending in the knees. The legs have a knee bend, but the, but they don't have bends for the elbows, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but it is a really cool figure, definitely imposing. And if you look at uh, Goldberg, he looks like he's looking you right in your soul. He is. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to wake up to that, like, in the middle of the night and just see no. him staring at me. But it's, a, like I said, a cool gimmick because they do – not only do they talk when you hit – like, if I remember correctly, actually, if you lie it down on its back, it start, the referee starts counting to three as well. So it's oh, like really? it's really – yeah. We can't tell because the batteries it, – it was good technology for sure. I wonder if Zack Ryder has this uh... – he probably does, and we should mention too. Um, Zach gave, and and Kurt Hawkins uh, gave you some props on uh, one of their podcasts. Yeah, they did the, the Jack of All Trades movie. They uh, they talked about it on their podcast, which I listened to and I watch all their YouTube um, videos. I'm a big fan of their Podski, and I know you watch it and listen to it as well every week for sure. And uh, I wonder if these guys have the tough talking. Uh, I'm sure they do. I, yeah, I feel like it's not that rare an item, but it is like 20-odd years old, so it's wow. kind of cool. Exactly. I like how he has like uh, 
like like a chest hair <laughs> as part. It's not like a sticker. It's like ingrained in him. Yes. Painted on him. Yeah, and he's got his tattoo on his shoulder. It's a pretty good likeness of Goldberg. There you go. Thank you. Okay, so I don't so get to keep that. You, you do not, unless, unless you really want no, it. No, I but, don't need that one. Yeah. I don't know where I would put it. Um, next item up for this is a oh wow a DVD. You want to talk yeah. about this a little bit? This is a double disc DVD set. I, I never owned this, but this seems like one of those uh, DVDs that would have come out featuring like unauthorized or older footage from superstars, like before they were in the WWF type of thing, or after in some or cases. After yeah, in some cases. It, Classic superstars of wrestling features Booker T, Nick Bockwinkle, Scott yeah. Uh, Kurt Henning, the fabulous Freebirds, Jerry Lawler, and many others. So this leads me to believe that it is from possibly the Tennessee area. I, I think these are mostly Memphis. Uh, although there's some, like there's the Booker T episode. Like there's two discs in here. So that might have been so, Global Wrestling. So that might have been Global Wrestling Federation. You can see I've never even opened this. I've had this for like 15 years. I wonder if this is worth something. You just you just want to sell all my stuff yeah. and monetize it. Booker T versus Super Destroyer. Booker T versus Alex Porto. That's probably a good match. Booker T versus Mike Davis. Booker T versus Action Jackson. That's that like a all book. sounds like global. It's all Booker T matches from, I would imagine, global. So it's Booker T. The early years is on one of the discs. Yeah, it was way before like and then the, the real other Booker disc T. is has such matches as Nick Bockwinkel versus Kurt Hennings. That would have been an AWA match. From the Cow Palace in San Francisco, Cow Cowboy Bob Orton versus Jimmy Anvil Neidhart in from Venezuela. <laughs> Travel to Caracas, Venezuela, where these one-time good friends become bitter enemies in a grudge match that takes no prisoners. They were good veterans friends. of the mat. Wars, veterans of the mat wars battle for supremacy. Bob Orton versus Jim Neidhart. Ooh. So I have a few of these DVDs, and it's basically just like compilation stuff. Very, very low quality. Um, but you get you get. Freebirds versus Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Ted DiBiase. That's probably from the UWF. Look at the, the dastardly Freebirds at their nastiest, but can they put the brakes on the speeding locomotive of the huge Dr. Death and the technical master DiBiase? Check out the announcer. So the announcer is probably J.R., and this probably came out during the Attitude Era. Probably, after. yeah. Probably. And this is a UWF match. Eddie Gilbert versus the Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant has got to be an awful match. Main event any arena in the country. Oh, my God. I love it. Both performers, but, boy, at this stage, there's probably not much going on there. Not many wrestlers have the charisma of the Boogie Woogie Man. The boy from New York City puts the lumps and bumps on Eddie Gilbert. And has a good time doing it. A classic battle that will entertain the young and young at heart. That's probably, I don't even know where that match would be from. AWA? These are probably very random promotions. That These aren't things that you're going to see on WWE Network anytime soon. Here's a match from Alaska. Superfly Snooker versus the Kodiak Bear. <laughs> you think it's an actual bear? Because no that, that I would watch. Junkyard Dog versus Jerry the King Lawler. That would have been from Memphis. These matches probably are pretty cool. Oh, I, I, maybe WWE uh, licensed this footage for its hidden gems. Uh, maybe better. Yeah, I don't even feel like they have that footage. But Delta is the name of the company that put these out. These came out in 2004. And, uh, if, you know, we do the eBay check just to make sure things are what they're worth. Hold on. You know okay, what? Okay. I forgot to check Goldberg. 
It's like I like the people to know values. It's, it's, uh, that's that's important for sure. That's like part of the shtick of this show. You get to like hear about the thing, and then what what is it worth? All right, so we'll 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 go to that. Uh, yeah, and and I feel like I, it probably was definitely under ten dollars when I picked up this bad boy uh, many many years ago at my local Sunrise Records and Cassettes. Uh, but let's see what's uh, what the the actual value of it is now. Goldberg Tough Talker. Are we sure? I think that's what it's called, but it's I'm not, not sure. It's not called that. No. We we can get back to people on that. No, we can't. No. Okay. So just, <laughs> well, just I, amuse, I got it here. Amuse yourselves for it's, a moment. Okay, so you did well on the Goldberg. Yeah. The 1999 WCW action figure from Electronic Interactive Talking uh, Marvel Entertainment is to put these out. Right, because they did toy biz. Yeah. Uh, this is a $24.87 item, and you got it for $8. Nice. So you did very well. All right. And what about the, the classic superstar comp- wrestling? Yeah. I think this is a big part of this show. It's like people should know. And, and if you want to make an offer on it, like hit me up, and we'll see. We'll see what I, we can do. Ironically, I, I understand a friend of mine uh, was in the market for a Ric Flair Galoob figure recently. Oh, the one that I sold? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And like bought yeah. it off you. That's that's too funny. That is. What are the chances of that? Yes. Yeah, I do have uh, from time to time. I can't remember what my handle is on eBay. Maybe Bulldog CA. But uh, yeah, every once in a while, if I'm I'm trying to to clean up. So how much did you pay for this DVD? I got. I think it was under ten bucks. Like I wouldn't have. Still under ten bucks. So it stayed. (laughs) Stayed. It stayed right around where you bought it. It's retaining its value, basically. It's cool. I don't have memories of this, but I probably have memories of the matches, or at least the performers that are in the matches. So I say that the Booker T one is probably worth checking out just to see uh, Booker T in solo action. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I, I've seen so many of these. Like I had compilation, like especially um, VHS cassettes, like King Kong Bundy, the missing matches, and it's, just, it's quite honestly, it's kind of a shit show. I would imagine that that's probably true. Yeah. So the next item I just found here. Oh my god! Look at this. This is amazing. Is it? It is. <laughs> we have a drawing, and you know Bulldog Junior. You know this is where he gets it from. He, Bulldog Junior definitely does uh, exceeds. We have ability. a WrestleMania eleven. Hand-drawn poster of Diesel Big Daddy Cool with the championship belt and Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, the main event, the show Stoppa, the icon, signed by the Bulldog from 95. This is a one-of-one, and I recognize the style of drawing from my childhood when the Bulldog used to draw wrestling stuff all the time. This is very impressive, actually. But it... it at the time, I thought it was amazing. I thought, you know, I'd spent like probably an hour on like getting all this right. It's it's pretty awful. I mean, just, I, again, championship is cool. Championship looks good. The size is like, to scale. <laughs> these are probably like just pictures I, I found out of an old WWF magazine and just you didn't trace this. This was not a tracing. No, this looks a bit of like a trace job. No, this is very it's, good. It's all bulldog. This looks much better than that. So yeah. his Shawn Michaels is like actually really well drawn. And the diesel looks like him too, but it's like not as good. It's like a bootleg diesel, if we're being honest. Is it fake about diesel? It. You can take a picture has... of this and put it up on your website so people see what we're talking about. I will do. We will. We will get to that for sure. We'll have a page dedicated where we look. At I really like all this. The if you do Thank what's you. in the bag all the time, I would say that this is probably worth forty dollars. 
40, yeah, uh, we're like not going to check on eBay right now, but... Well, it's over it's 20 about, years old. Yeah. It's a one-of-one. One. It's original. It's hand-signed. The condition could be better. It's got a crease, a couple of creases, but, uh, you know, it's still it's still pretty cool. There's actually three creases and a tear. Yeah. So it's... Uh, and the corner's a little bit dinged. But other than that... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe... It's still probably like a forty dollar right. item. Right? Would you frame this on your wall? I would. Is that, yeah. it, it, can I keep this? You could. That you could keep oh, for yeah. sure. I don't know. That wasn't on the list of, of gifts, but right. Oh baby! Next item. Next item up for bids is a pro. We should. Why don't we just do an auction live and then you just we pull out an item, we talk about it, and people can bid on it, and then they that, buy it. That would be great. And we can go rotate. We'll get, you know, I have stuff to sell too, and. Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll eventually get to the Is wrestling merchandise and memories garage sale. That's the episode that that's the season finale. There you go, and it's live we'll on do Facebook that. Live. I think we could do you that. Put the mask on, and we we do this. T- tell us if that's something you'd be interested in. Actually, we'd have to get like a PayPal set up yeah. or something like that. We could we could make it. Happen. I think it's a great idea. For sure, it'd be a great chance for us to that get rid of our. That separates us from every other show that's out there. We're actually would Zach Ryder actually that do that on on he, live now? I bet you he would if he thought of it. Yeah. All right, so it'll be a chance for us to clear out our old Kazurai and and <laughs> I've got a copy in my hands right now from February 1994 of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, an after rag, <laughs> and uh, my good friend Bill After. It's got WWF versus WCW Showdown. Which is better? We tell you. I think They're I can tell, tell them. us which is better. And just to tell you guys, the wrestling landscape. How much it has changed or not changed? The funk. We're getting a call. Uh, this is like how, a call-in show. Uh, t- how much has changed or not changed? Think about that. How long ago is 1994? Well, we're at, we're at 2019 right now. Correct. 25 so, years ago. 15. Nope. 25 years ago. All right. 1994, 2004, 2014. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18, yeah. 19. 25 this, years ago. This is why it's important to brush up on your math, yeah. kids. Like, yeah. 25 years ago, this magazine is. I feel really old at this moment because, like, I wasn't a kid getting no, this magazine. Was I. Yeah, either so it's was like. I. I was a teenager. I was like an adult. Yeah. Sting is being compared to Yokozuna. It's like Yoko, champion versus champion. So Yokozuna has passed away, obviously. Sting is still around, not wrestling anymore, but I'm sure he's got one last uh, Saudi match in him if he needed to. You've got uh, between the two of them at the time. I would say that I, it's a tough call. I mean, it's probably Sting has the longer career, the bigger body of work overall. Mm-hmm. But in 1994, Yokozuna was pretty dominant. He was like the top heel at he that time. Being, yeah, nobody was pinning him. He was undefeated. He beat Hulk Hogan. He beat Bret Hart. Virgil. He, he you know, I would give the edge to Yoko at that slice of time. You've got uh, Razor Ramon against Vader. Vader looking slim and trim. and Also no longer with us, by the way. Vader, of course, passed away. Oliver Shoylam. Scott Hall. Uh, Razor Ramon is, a, uh, is the man. In 1994, I would say that Vader was probably a little bit bigger, uh, higher up on the card at that point. He was the top heel for WCW at, at that time. I would the, say that yeah. once Razor went to WCW, he became a different level of superstar. But he was a big yeah. star, obviously, in WWF. But but Vader was uh, was the world champion. Then you've got the bottom row here, which is the most telling of the of it of the. Uh, uh, you've got the Undertaker and Dustin Rhodes. 
Both of these guys are still wrestling Dustin Rhodes more frequently than Undertaker, but that's who you've got going against each other uh, there. Undertaker obviously was better than Dustin Rhodes at that point. But it's unbelievable that it's 25 years later and both of these guys are still on the card. Not, I spilled something, so I'll let you talk. All right, yeah, and it wasn't 15 years ago as, as some of us thought, but 25 years ago. Um, so the whole thing is, this is, you know, they're, they're asking WWF versus WCW, which is better, we tell you. I'm sorry, but in uh, 1994, WWF was like head and shoulders above WCW. Like, yes, they had some good guys. Of course they did. They, they always did. Um, but production values, competition, like there was there was no question. This was before the Monday Night Wars. So, you know, uh, no question. I know that they definitely had a bias towards uh, WCW. The Aftermags did. But there you go. Um, That's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's WWF never let them have like portrait photography or uh, have access Porto? to the people. Alex Porto. Oh, I, sorry. He was in uh, fighting against Booker T on one of the other. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. What's the date there? February? February 1994. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So I'll just, I'll also mention there's a centerfold of Sid Vicious, um, which is, it's kind of a creepy look. Um, they have, I used to hang those, uh, centerfolds up. Did you? Yeah. I think, I feel like we did too. Um, there's an article, Harley race said it. You won't believe it. Dustin Rhodes is world title material. Huh? Never and, happened though. And, yeah. He was wrong about that. Harley Rest no in peace. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, that's the, the depressing thing when you go through these magazines, so many people dead. Um, so what does it say? Was, which is better? Which is the, what's uh, the verdict? I'm sure they say WCW, but we'll, we'll find out here. We'll go through here. Uh, What's the verdict? They do it by category, so let me just... I would say that maybe WCW would take it here because, like, WWF was doing very cartoony things. So, like, it was like Doink and Bastion Booger and all that stuff. So maybe... Let's see what they say. So the verdict is actually... Sorry, they give WWF a slight edge here. They do? In the categories, yeah. Um, some of the categories they have are, like, TV production values, obviously, WWF. Well, can you read the actual thing? Oh, my God. All right, fine. verdict. I know. I said WWF. What does it say? All right. Have things... Oh, it says Edge WWF. Sorry, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I, I literally just that, said Doug. that. I didn't see it, Doug. All right. So th- there's a bunch of different categories. That's the whole gimmick, like the champions, yeah. tag teams, uh, top 10 contenders. Got a nice picture of uh, Two Gold Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell here. Two Gold! <laughs> the Clown, Yokozuna, Cactus Jack, Rick Rude. Um... Anyway, so they basically they just look at the promotion at this period of time. Uh, this was apparently the second time that they had done this sort of analysis. Last time WCW did win in 1993, which is also kind of bullshit, but there you go. So, anyways, any other thoughts on this? Uh, I can tell you that. 25-year-old magazine. Well, I can tell you something. You purchased it in uh, 1994 for $2.95. Is that Canadian? or Canadian. Yeah. I'm happy to report that the magazine is now worth $4.99 American. Oh, wow. So, so it is doubled in price. Wow. So I should, I mean, and that's obviously probably a mid condition versus this is like it's a little well, see better days. Off, I mean, you can still make money on the shipping. Stay tuned for the garage sale. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see what we can do. All right. Next item here we've got is also for you. 
This is a bit more recent. Whoa. Uh, I happened to pick up, actually, my daughter bought this for me at oh, a Dollarama. Do I get to keep this? Do you get to keep it. So, uh, do you <laughs> want to. talking about it for you. Well, no, no, because I already had one. That oh, was the thing. Yeah, so it's a double. So. The WWE Annual 2019. Actually, there's a kid that I could give this to that would be very happy. Um, Share the Jason love for Morrow's sure. Morrow's son is a big wrestling fan. Exclusive interviews with Charlotte Flair and Elias Talkers, but I'll have to look through it first. Sure, yeah. So so just to set the stage, this is a publication. I want to say it's a UK publication, and it just hit dollar stores uh, here earlier this year. Um, so Stu just uh, – I think he's, he's getting a call from WWF President Carl DeMarco. I'll just sort of look through this. Um, <laughs> so this is – You want me to come right in? Oh, with the Rujos? Sure, sure, sure. Awesome. So we're just listening to Stu talk with Carl. Um, this is definitely very kid friendly. This publication, um, it's 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 giving you um, some of the the top stars in the company earlier this year, actually earlier last year. So they have um, in depth about AJ Styles versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm not sure what the the outside interference is here. Sorry about that. Uh, we're talking about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> And Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Um, so it's like sort of like a recap of last year. Yeah, and then there's just little cute, like, um, you know, categories. Like, there's mazes here. There's five things you probably didn't know about Ronda Rousey. What are those uh, five things? I don't. I've already turned the page. Um, WWE's youngest ever champion. So, again, so Hornswoggle, David Flair, uh, who's not a WWE champion. What? To uh, He was WCW champion. Wait, what? Hornswoggle? Was one of the youngest champions. He was when he won the horn, the uh, cruiserweight championship. He was only twenty-one years young. How about that? Yeah, exactly. So this is like this is the kind of value you get with this this hardcover book, uh, which is by the way, it's called WWE Annual Twenty Nineteen. Nicholas, they they profile here for his his big win with uh, Braun Strowman last year. Rene Dupree was nineteen years old when he won the tag team gold. Tyler Bate. Was just 19 years old. Uh, Kenny Dykstra was 20 years old. Then they talk about the Hall of Fame, who who went in in 2018. Um, they're talking about the returns to the ring of Daniel Bryan and Bobby Lashley. They give you a preview of what's coming in 2019 because um, obviously this came out probably towards the end of 2018. They talk about it's huge. Wow, Carl DeMarco has just delivered us a gigantic pizza. As part of the festivities here, uh, how much do I owe you, Stu? Nothing. Just granted, look at the size of this thing. Wow, we're we're expensing this to the podcast uh, fund. So that's amazing. Thank you, Stu. Um, so they get into Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax, which is a big a big feud around the time. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, lots lots of good stuff there. So, Stu, do you? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you mid-shoe, but um, this is yours. This is a, a hardcover book for your uh, consumption. Speech is not great. The book is the book is really really cool. I'm going to read through it and then I'm going to regift it to a child. It's probably the right audience because I think that a kid would really like this book. And you know what? What? Before we take a quick break for a second, yeah, which I think we should. Okay. Uh, I just want to uh, look this up on eBay. <laughs> well, it, it sold. St- Today for four dollars. Okay. At, at Dollarama stores, which is a chain of Canadian dollar stores. It's called at, WWE Annual. 
2019, yes. And don't worry, we're not going to like let you listen through our pizza break. We'll pause and we'll we'll come back so that it's all uh, oh seamless. Really, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, four dollars and twenty five cents US. Hey, okay, so that actually is some value. We could get a little import export business going here. <laughs> I like it. Load up on the Dollarama. All right, we are just going to eat a slice, and when we come back, we will be satisfied with pizza. Well, there you go through the magic of. Recording, we have just eaten a full 18-inch pizza. And what did you think? Let's do our little review of the pizza here. The, the pizza was good. Uh, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst, but it was good. It was just certainly better than bad. And it was definitely... <laughs> love, love that. It's better than bad, and it's like better than good. Not as good as great. It was fine. But what I want to know is what's the value on eBay of it? The value on eBay for the pizza is probably less than what we paid for it. All right. Oh. That was a $40 delivery. I would say that it's probably like a $20 pizza. Well, thank you. And thank you for Wrestling Merchandise and Memories podcast for, uh, for, <laughs> for putting the bill. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not bad at all. All right. So moving right along here. Move right along. <laughs> you know what that's from? <laughs> I have no idea. The it's, Muppet movie? Yes. Oh, my God. How'd you get that? I don't know. That is what it is. Move oh, right along. All right, moving right along. That's a pretty good impression uh, on my part. Go ahead. That was pretty good. All right, next item. Oh, shit. Look at this. We've got more WCW figures. This time, they have, like, weird things in their back. What the hell? So, oh, these are, like, almost like the uh, Hasbro WWE figures, WWF figures, in the sense that, like, they do, like, little posy things, but... This time you push a weird button that's sticking out of their spine, and it makes Diamond Dallas Page's arms go backwards. We got a Diamond Dallas Page. We've got a Ric Flair. These are awesome. So you've got a Rey Mysterio, and you've got the, a Paul White. Yeah. So is Rey Mysterio Jr. First of all, um, so these were the I think one of the first series of action figures that WCW made from the original San Francisco toy makers. Um, like Battle of Robots, Battlebots. Yeah, they have little action sure. levers on their back. But they all do the same thing. Basically, yes. Uh, although some of them in the collection don't. They have like different moves and things like that. But we've got, yeah, Paige, Flair, Mysterio Jr. And, oh, uh, the, uh, Ray and the Mysterio, giant. when you push the button on his spine, uh, it he, makes his leg wiggle, sort yeah. of. Yeah. The giant, let's see what he does. Yeah, he's... It's, it's not much torque to these actions, but... Yeah. So, like you said, I, I think they're very similar to the Hasbro action figures. Like, very like simple, weird, but it's like the weird thing is that they have these buttons coming out of their – protruding from their backs. Yes. Which the Hasbros did not, certainly did not have. Uh, some did have like lovers. And th- not, not exactly oh, I guess the same there way. was one like uh, – like, like Brutus Beefcake. Or Tonka or Bam Bam or somebody had like a – like a Ram Man kind of push down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like these are a lot more obvious for sure. Um yeah, so they, they made quite Mark a few Dallas of these Page figures. does not look like DDP. He looks more like a mopey Mark Callis or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Rick, renderings are not the best. Ric Flair looks like he's hasn't had a – he hasn't eaten in a few – like he, he's just no. – his face is just looks like he's hungry. He's kind of stunned. I'll say that. Um, uh, Rey Mysterio looks pretty good. Actually. Well, he looks like Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard, to, uh, hard to mess that up. Um, one thing I will say is these guys are ridiculously buff for who they're supposed to be. Um, like Flair has got an eight pack, no, a six pack, um, which is, is not quite right. Um, Mysterio, same thing. Like well, he Mysterio was, he was, was ripped. He was, but he was also like scrawny. 
no, at I the time, especially. This is before he came to WWE and uh, bulked up a little bit. Uh, yeah, Paige sort of same. Uh, everybody's things. in good shape in yeah. these figures. Yeah, that's fine. I wonder what they're worth on the eBay. Why don't you describe yeah. more about them? All right, sure. Yeah, so I yeah I think I've, I've described the, the most. What are of they the, called? I think they were just called WCW um, original San Francisco toy makers figures. So these were I want to say circa yeah, I got it. 94, 95. Uh, there is a piece on CanadianBulldogsWorld.com if you look under the. Um, I don't know how you find it. I guess look under WCW Wednesdays, which is the top tab in the page, and then uh, look for these these figures. I wrote about them uh, a few months back when I uh, the full collection, which also had I think Scott these are not Steiner. The San Francisco uh, toys are the ones that are like the LJNs. No, there's there's a few different lines, but they don't have like there isn't a formal name for them. Um, so that's why they may be hard to find. But if you if you look. Like Diamond Dallas Page or something like that, you probably find the ones that aren't the rubber figures. Super kick. Is that this what we have? This Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Yeah, probably. He's a $35 figure in nice. package. Right. So I can tell you I did not spend $35 on this this bad boy. I think I got a whole collection of them for under 30 bucks. And also like a Scott Steiner they had, Raven. Um I don't remember who else. Was Bret Hart? Maybe I might have uh, and a few other of these, but uh, like they're nothing special. Um, they're certainly not among my most prized action figures. They're not on display on uh, Bulldog's bookshelf. This giant is worth nine dollars. Yeah, it sounds about right. Loose. Yeah. Would you pay for it? Well, I think I got a bunch. I want to say I got seven or eight of them for about thirty bucks. You did pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. All right, well, so, you're going to take photos of these for the website too, right? Everything will be on the website. Yeah, okay, don't good. worry about it. Okay, good. So then people can like watch along and, you know. You know what the fuck we're talking about too because no, we're, 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 we're blue tonight. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, so next item. Let's see what's, what's – I'm trying to do things that are a little bit different each time. All right, here you go. Oh, snap. We've got a WCW comic book, Sans cover. Yes. Uh and it's a, it says bad news is the title of the story, uh, and it's B A double D bad news. So that's Johnny, Johnny B. B bad, and Johnny B bad looking shredded. Obviously, any kid who is a male in uh, 1992 when this would have come out, who was maybe caught by his parents reading this magazine, maybe thought twice about what their kid was reading. Yes, based so, on the artwork, it looks as if Johnny B bad is wearing a pair of uh, undies and, and a boa walking out of a truck stop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you put it that way? Um, He's just walking around in his wrestling gear. And in makeup and, and all yeah, that. Everybody just in this land walks around in their wrestling gear. Yes. So WCW comic book. Yeah, this was the Marvel's WCW comic book. Uh, now I've written about this, uh, most of these episodes, I'm not sure about this one, in uh, CanadianBulldogsWorld.com as part of WCW Wednesdays again. And this series actually was not bad. I mean, the... the the artwork is usually pretty good. Well, not, it's not Marvel. Yeah, exactly. It's a Marvel comic book. Um, the stories were kind of interesting. Uh, they, sometimes they would be, you know, fairly close to what was going on in the storylines. Sometimes completely not. So, just as an example, you're looking here. The WCW Ghoul was based on the WCW Phantom, which was Rick Rude. However, after they unmasked him as Rick Rude, then the Ghoul came back as a separate character. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, at this stage in the comic book world, there's like advertisements in the comic book 
for to buy more comic books off some like private vendor was like advertising in Marvel. So times must have been pretty tough at Marvel if they were taking ads in the magazine from like baseball card shops. Yeah, but I think that was pretty standard at the time. Was it? Yeah. I don't recall like seeing Oh, definitely like they did. Private yeah. stores advertising in comic books. Absolutely did, yeah. I all kinds that. of that and like the hostess fruit pies and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. So this appears this guy get unmasked? I don't think in this in this edition. There's like an evil sting and the He's fighting the Steiner brothers. Yeah. I don't know what this has to do with Johnny B. Bad. He's oh, just wow. stuck Look, in you the... should frame this. There's a photo of all the wrestlers celebrating someone's birthday. <laughs> and you've got in this photo what looks like possibly the Z-Man. Dead. Ron Simmons. Yeah. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Uh-huh. Arn Nikita Koloff. Is that Nikita? I think oh, so. Oh, it is Nikita. Heavy Metal Ben Hammer. He's going to play him a special birthday song. Ranger Ross. Big Josh. Dead. Brian Pillman, dead. Pillman. Uh, who you got here? That's Michael Hayes without a mustache for some reason. This is? Yeah. Who's that? Jimmy Garvin. Bobby Eaton. Stunning Steve Austin. Arn Anderson. And Cactus Jack Manson. Wow. What a stable of, what a bunch of stiffs. <laughs> but they're all, yeah, they're all gathered around a table like having a birthday feast. For and they're all reason. like, they're all having a birthday party for some kid, this little kid. Who looks like a young Jerry, like the puppet that would have been used by Jerry Lewis? Like, you know what I'm talking about? I do, sadly, <laughs> yes. Kid looks like a one of those ventriloquist dummies, yeah. and he's got a bunch of men in their undies <laughs> at his birthday party, and like they're like there's quite a spread here. There's a sliced ham with some looks like some some possibly some uh, sprouts, Brussels sprouts, yeah, some cranberry sauce. Maybe it's like Christmas. I'm not really sure what's going on here, but at least the wrestlers are able to get along uh, for this kid's birthday. That's the important thing. That's the message there. And then what happens, the birthday party gets screwed, and then they all end up sort of wrestling. But the art is really cool. Like, this is a really cool... This is really cool. Now, you mentioned Johnny B. Bad earlier. um, You're going to check the value of it? That's right. Yeah, trying to sell it on me. Um, So, the... For some reason... Marvel was absolutely obsessed with Johnny B. Bad right from the very first episode. Like, you know, they had a pretty good cast of characters. Lex Luger was around in the first episode. Sting, obviously, is very comic book-esque. It doesn't say what issue it is. I was thinking about that earlier. Issue 9. I got it. Oh. You're right. Volume 1, Issue 9. So I I have not written about this one yet in uh, Canadian Bulldogs World, but we will get to that eventually. I still have a few left. I, I feel like there are only 12 issues um, maybe even less in the series before it, it went belly up, um, which is which is unfortunate because there's a lot of different comic book series out there about wrestling, and this was art wise was was certainly one of the better and one of my favorites. So uh, yeah. So what do you see? What do you see that uh, issue going for? Well, I think that it's like uh, it depends who you ask. Uh, for certain people, they're asking nine dollars and ninety nine cents, when there are others who are asking seventy eight dollars and ninety nine nine cents. Wow. I presume that the $9.99 would have been the more accurate of the listings. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine with a cover, it's about ten. It's a $10 item. Yeah. You don't have no cover on that, so it's up it's to worth the less, yeah. up to the listeners who what they want to bid. Make me an offer. Yeah, so just so you know, I ended up rebuying um, the first 
10 or so issues of, of WCW comic book, uh, the Marvel one, uh, and probably spent four or five dollars a piece. So I probably made some money on that deal. This one without the cover, I don't know where I, feel I like found this it. This is it the just... show that we've been trying to search for. Like, what is this show? I think it's like a bargain hunters. Like, it's like a you know wrestling. Trying to make some hunters, money. Fig hunters. There you go. It's like you you know can, can you come up on the deal? Can you turn this Goldberg into a bigger collection? Yeah. We need like a storage locker or something like that. Yeah, that that would definitely be part of it. All right, I'd be willing to invest in this idea. Yeah, I was okay. buying low and selling high. All right, we need we need a financial backer though. Here we go. Maybe we can get the Marco on that. We All have right. another DVD set. This one is called "The Superstars <laughs> of Wrestling: The Ultimate Warfare." It's a three disc set. It features Cactus Jack, Jeff Jarrett, and Steve Austin. I'm imagining that these are probably more either Memphis or USWA. These are all USWA. Uh, the Cactus Jack C. Mick Foley, best-selling author and wrestling champion in some of the best graduate matches from the early years of his career. Cactus Jack versus Terry Gordy. Cactus Jack versus Eric Embry. Cactus Jack versus Mike Hernandez. Cactus Jack and Gary Young versus Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne. Cactus Jack versus Jimmy Jack Funk. Yeesh. So the whole, the whole thing with this is that um, these all sounded very good, but again, it's, it's that sort of comp... Uh, compilation video situation where quality is is awful. Uh, there's no extras on the DVD. There might be like a trivia page on the DVD. That's probably about it. Uh, th- none of these matches in all three uh, discs are anything to uh, to write home about. Steve Austin, master of mayhem. Steve Austin is stunning in this collection of some of his most memorable matches of yesteryear. Steve Austin and Eric Embry versus Bill Dundee and Gary Young. Steve Austin versus Al Clinton. Steve Austin, Sheik Braddock, and Jeff Gaylord versus Chris Adams, Matt Bourne, and Eric Embry. Steve Austin versus Jimmy James. Steve Austin and Percy Pringle versus Chris Adams and Chris Von Erich spelt wrong. Uh, I think spell Von Erich's wrong. And I, I, would wow. like to, I would like to say that this, those are probably awful matches. Oh, my God. Jeff Jarrett looks like he's about 12 years old in the DVD. Probably is. In your face. Jeff Jarrett in your face now for the first time on DVD. See the chosen one. Jeff Jarrett in his most memorable matches from yesteryear. Jeff Jarrett versus Beast. Jeff Jarrett versus Ronnie P. Gossett. Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Gaylord. Jeff Jarrett versus Billy Joe Travis. With commentator Jerry the King Lawler. Jeff Jarrett versus Jerry the King Lawler. This is from 2001. Uh, these are three discs of awful matches, I'm sure. They are. But, and the thing is, like, I'm They're sure when people... watch. When people went to, to buy them, they... Uh, they thought, oh, my God, like, you know, the hidden matches of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I guess that's true to a degree. But then you watch it. It's it's absolutely terrible production quality. The sound is awful. Um, the video is, is grainy as shit. And uh, none of none of the matches are very good, I have to say. Like, you know, I guess, you know, your mileage might vary if you really like that sort of Memphis, Texas uh, style wrestling from like the late 80s, early 90s. But it really it didn't do anything for me. And I was. I remember being very disappointed after I bought this. I probably paid. How much you pay with this? I'm thinking um, under twenty bucks for the set. Good news. Yeah, they're worth eleven dollars each. Wow. So you, you're up. There you go. You're up right. money on your wrestling DVDs. Make me an offer. I have I have a lot of wrestling DVDs that I sadly don't watch anymore because you know you can watch well, most of it on the network. Have this garage sale. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we will, we will we're long overdue for the garage sale. We'll get that. Um, all right. The next one is another gift for you. 
Oh, snap. Look at this. You've got an Undertaker cake topper. I'm going to call it. It's like something you would put on the top of a birthday cake. Or if you had one of those little wrestling, uh, like the little army figures as a kid. Like G.I. Joe? No, like the ones that are like with their... Oh, like the little green army oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a WWE version of it of The Undertaker. He's a four-pack set. Uh, collect them all. John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and The Undertaker are the four superstars available. I'm going to go ahead and call these accurately as cake toppers. Yeah. But what they really are are little mini figurines by the Beverly Hills Teddy Bear Company. Yes. So you can also look that up on CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. We've got a whole description of the uh, Beverly Hills Teddy Bear folks. Um, really? Yes. I have all four of these. And I also do have an eBay auction for another four of them. Um, these are dollar store purchases. Um, it's worth pointing out. This looks absolutely nothing like The Undertaker. It looks like a dumpy Holy version shit. of a kid. What's that? Keep talking. All right. Okay. Um, it, he has like dot eyes and like a little goatee. It looks like a character out of like Tintin, uh, the comic book, but he does not look like The Undertaker. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, has this really weird um, neck to him where it doesn't look like him. John Cena looks terrible. Roman Reigns looks like just has a stunned look on his face. So these are not, if you're action figure collectors, you're not going to want these. As Stu mentioned, they're probably cake toppers and that's that's fine for what they are. So what's uh, what's the verdict? Uh, you are not going to believe this. All right. How much did you pay for this thing? Dollar each. What the hell? Twenty nine ninety nine just for the Undertaker, plus eleven fifty four shipping. Um, I he's <laughs> <laughs> getting paid tonight. Um, in, in all honesty, this is one of the things I tried to sell on eBay for much less than $29.99. I feel like it was like $10 for the set, and it did not sell. $3.95 for this. <laughs> but they're also saying it's a Mattel retro figure. It's not. They're, There's they're... various descriptions of the same figure, obviously varying in price. I'm going to go ahead and say that they are confidently selling these figures for $3 on eBay. So you came up. Which is about two dollars too many, honestly. Uh, these these are not these are not cake toppers. Yeah, <laughs> like that cake toppers. That's about all they're good for, to be honest. To top a cake. Yes. I think it's a great cake topper. <laughs> so next next birthday you have, there you go. Yeah. You're all set. You're yeah. good to go. I appreciate that. Nice. All right. Next on the list. They should have called it a cake topper. Look at this. Wow. Wow. We got WCW magazine. With Ravishing Rick Root sans mustache, like a really bad photograph of him for considering they could have done better. Like just a poorly lit. And this is, sorry, this is WCW Magazine from April 1993. Yeah, you might want to Google this. Uh, it comes with a free two-sided poster of Two Cold Scorpio inside. And there's a picture of Rick Root and Medusa on the cover. And it says, what I'd like to, <laughs> the quote is... Uh, what I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, stupid, out of shape, brain dead morons to buy this magazine, take it home, turn to page 32, and find out why Rick Rude is the sexiest man alive by Rick Rude. Oh, he wrote an article? I guess so. I, I, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, here it is. I am the sexiest man alive by Rick Rude. No must. It looks weird to see him without a mustache. He only had that look for a little while. Uh, in WCW, too. Who is the printer of this magazine? This was the After Magazines. 
Oh, after did these two? Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah. So I, I used to, I had all the WCW magazines at the time, and it was it's not a bad publication uh, in this first incarnation, anyways. Um, it's uh, you can see in the mass. Stuart M. Sachs. Yeah, there you go. Sachsy boy. This is a basically a PWI magazine. Yeah. But it's better than a PWI magazine just because... Contributing editors, Eric Bischoff, Missy Hyatt, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Gordon Soli, Jesse Ventura. Do you think any of them actually wrote for that magazine? Though? Maybe. Uh, I know they have like Jesse Ventura columns and stuff like that, but I doubt it was like actually penned by them. Sure, you can um, talk about that. I'm just going to All right. Stu's going to see what we can sell this what, for. What month did but I say that was? This was April 1993, WCW magazine. Um... I liked this. I, I always liked this uh, this version of the magazine. It was very colorful, great pictures, great articles on the, on the, the different performers. Then they'd always have like um, pictures and results from the, the previous pay per view. This one was Starcade '92, um, an interview with the Great Muda um, in English. They have how uh, Sting and Van Hammer went to the UK. That was sort of the out and about feature. They have wrestlers uh, weigh in on the uh, the quality of, of Dustin Rhodes and how far he's he's come. Um, I want to get to the merch page though because I think that's always my favorite. If I can find it here, what I do think I'm missing, and this might affect the eBay price you're looking for, I no longer have the uh, the centerfold of Two Cold Scorpio. That's a problem. It might, yeah, it might it might be posted or uh, hung up somewhere in the Bulldog basement back in the day. Um, but if you want to look at the official WCW stuff catalog, oh yeah, this is this is my favorite part. So tell me what you uh, official what you're WCW seeing. stuff. This is their merchandise, and it is loaded with cool stuff. We've got a Sting section featuring a chalkline Sting jacket, chalkline style Sting Before jacket. Before chalkline was a thing. Uh, we have a Sting wrestling buddy. Uh, we have some Sting face tattoos, and we have a Sting towel. No Sting T-shirt, surprisingly. All the things you. Wouldn't offer him on your top superstar a T-shirt would be something you would think that he still would got have. the face tattoos. Though. That's the important. There's no thing. Sting T-shirt, but there are 27 different Steiner Brothers T-shirts. Steiner Brothers have one, two, three, four, five, six different styles of T-shirts for the Steiners. Bad Street USA, the Z-Man. Freaking Z-Man has a shirt, but Sting doesn't have one. Although I gotta say, like if you turn to the previous page, I feel like there might be a Sting shirt. El Gigante. I want these shirts. These shirts are awesome. It's a Ravishing Recruit shirt. El Gigante has two shirts. Big Ben Vader shirt's pretty awesome. Flying Brian. The ring, the Rick Rude ones. Zubaz. Zubaz. Look at these. The Road look Warriors must have paid for that. WCW pants. Oh, my God. Look at this yeah, item here. Zubaz. There's a, an inflatable <laughs> Van Hammer guitar. An inflatable Van Hammer guitar. How much is that I going for at the time? I it. It is $5. Probably something from, like, Party City that they just... Like put the WCW logo They're on it. all over the Steiner Brothers. There's so much Steiner Brothers merchandise here. Which which makes sense because they would probably sell a lot of merchandise. There's no Ric Flair merchandise in here, I must point out. I don't think he was back with the promotion oh, he yet. wasn't? No. And there's definitely no Sting t-shirts. I think Sting's on the first page, though. He better be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. My memory serves me correctly. Yes. Yeah, there so you go. Sting has like 20 shirts to pick from. My okay. bad. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I believe that uh, your brother had, like, this Sting shirt. Yes, the Fatal Encounter. But there's some good, there's, like, Dustin Rhodes, there's Big Josh shirts, Eligante, 
Rip Rude. Just How much hold. did you pay for that magazine? Well, let's see. According to the cover price, it is three ninety five in Canada. It sells for eighteen seventy four now U.S. And that is with the Scorpio in it, though. Yeah, that's so you got to figure that. Now we're going to do a special garage sale blowout and start the bidding at $1 there you go. and just go live. Yeah. I have, uh, and I'm just guessing here, probably about 374,000 wrestling magazines uh, somewhere in my basement or my parents' basement too. Uh, just, they're probably worth uh, a small fortune if I ever decide to part with yeah? them. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, and they're obviously, they're beaten up like these ones and missing Scorpio posters and what have you. So I guess the Scorpio poster would have been missing from the magazine there because you would put it on your wall. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And, and who wouldn't no. put a Too Cold Scorpio poster no. on the wall? So we go from that uh, edition of WCW Magazine to a, a later version. This is August 1995, and this is when the magazine sort of took a turn. Uh, you can tell me if it's for the better or the worse. I would go with worse just off the bat. Uh, it looks like it's now gone from a Bill After magazine to like some British magazine. Yes. It's like one of those oversized British magazines that you would have seen back in the day. Yes, sir. Um, is am I right in thinking that? It definitely British influence, yes. And it, it's just it's it's not like as heavy on wrestling journalism, if that makes sense. It's all but photos and things like that. It's still heavy on horrible photography. The cover is an <laughs> awful picture of the nasty boys. Uh it's just a terrible photo of them winning the championship. Uh with some like little kid on the cover for crying. <laughs> Uh, Get a good shot of knobs. Uh, Mister Wonderful and Sergeant Craig Pittman. Like, who the fuck wants to hang that up? Sergeant <laughs> Craig Pittman has a pinup in this magazine. And you notice I didn't cut that one out. Yeah, I bet you this magazine is the content is better. No, that's what I'm saying. No, the content is worse. Do oh, so you think it's worse? I, I think so. Yeah, this is like you know pictures and stuff like that. It's very heavy on photography, which is fine. It's also glossy, full color. All that stuff, but it's just there's not a lot of substance to it. If that makes more sense, I don't know. Tony Schiavone wrote an article, talking point with Tony Schiavone. The centerfold is like the Blue Bloods. Like who the fuck would hang that up? It's like Stephen Regal and uh, is that Bobby Eaton? Bobby Eaton, Sir Robert Eaton. That's a horrible, horrible centerfold. Like that's got to be a joke, right? The Bruise Cruise. Oh, man. Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, and and Johnny B. Bad on a cruise. What a horrible magazine. Paul Orndorff. The posters are just awful. What about the the quality of merch here, though? You can get a Vader mask. You can get a Jimmy Hart t-shirt, a Hulk Hogan shirt. Hogan was already here at the time, and the only mention of Hogan you have in the magazine is in this merch section. He's not on the cover of the magazine. There's no poster of Hulk Hogan in here. But they've got Craig Pittman. I mean, you can't have everything. I'll allow you to uh, to chat it up here. It, August 1995. Got it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do an eBay search while I look here. Uh, the the card that they're previewing or they're showing actually Slamboree 95, which I remember watching live as it happened. They had the WCW Hall of Fame uh, included such luminaries as Dick Murdoch, Terry Funk, Dusty Rhodes, and Big John Studd, who had never worked in the promotion before, um, which was really interesting. See what else we've got here. We've got an interview with the Nasty Boys, who had won the WCW tag titles for the third straight time. You've got something called Hotline Buzz, not Hotline Bling, where Mean Gene Okerlund and Mark Madden uh, give differing opinions on on certain things. And uh, you've got yeah a preview or a profile of the rising star, the Renegade, 
who was the Ultimate Warrior ripoff. Bobby Heenan has a column. Um, just, how much did you pay for that? I paid $4.95. And it now sells for $16.77 plus $21 for shipping. So uh, this can be it has the blue bloods uh poster is is featured there so we we can make a we can make a decent profit off that one as well you're saying i think we start the bidding at one dollar all right so okay. we go live 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 on the pro wrestling auction all right here's the next item pro wrestling garage sale.com <laughs> we've got brothers of destruction how many more items are in there Got a few more. We we can cap it at or any we, point, though. Is there another episode, or is this? Oh, there's there's way more episodes. This is okay. Don't worry. WWE with bonus tattoos, Brothers of Destruction. This is a children's book that is about the WWE's Kane uh, and Undertaker, which is has to do with death and and murder and betrayal and all that stuff. So exactly for children. If you look at CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, we've got a feature on this Brothers of Destruction children's book, um, which is really. Just incredibly morbid for a children's tale, talking about how Kane was burned really in the fire long. and yeah. It's got some cool tattoos. It's a really long book at 32 pages for a kid's book. That's a lot. Is it? That's that's big. That's like you're when you're t- reading a book to your kid to go to sleep. 32 pages is a long fucking read. Yeah, I wouldn't. And even with older children, I wouldn't read this book necessarily to them because it's so. Uh, the tattoos are kind of cool. Very cartoony it seems tattoos. Like a dollar store type of item. This was a dollar store type of item. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Just a word from our sponsor. Uh, I'll allow you to continue describing it. I'll sure. look it up on the uh, the eBay machine. Yeah. So this was this was a, a dollar store purchase. I want to say one dollar and fifty cents is what I paid for it. Um, it, it. It is worth coming across just to talk about how Kane and the Undertaker's uh, careers intertwined. And it's actually uh, a quite accurate, long, lengthy. Brothers of Destruction sort of book. It just looks like a children's book. Well, exactly. Yeah, and you think about all the the just awful things that happened in you know Kane and Undertaker's life. How Kane was like viciously burned by the family uh, fire, the funeral home, and how Undertaker set his parents on or the corpses on fire or something like that later on and how they turned on each other and how they reunite and things like that. It just really doesn't feel to me like the first thing I would put together as a children's book, but what do I know? I'm just, I'm just a, po- a simple podcaster. And what'd so. you pay for that? Dollar fifty. It's worth three ninety eight uh, plus six ninety eight shipping. That's, that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, this is still available in Dollarama dollar stores everywhere across the country. Well, you can make so, a profit if you buy them up for a dollar and sell them for three. There you go. We could do that. Okay, well, let's go through one more. How about that? Does that sound good? I mean, I, I, I'm all for the surprises. I just, yeah, I think know, we're put, maybe up. pull out your biggest surprise and save, a, right. save one for a future episode. All right. Oh, good old wrestling all stars magazine. You can never go so, wrong with one of these. So, uh, oh, this is a good fan, one. Fans of our our uh, podcast will remember in the second or third episode. We talked about these magazines, which I purchased from a flea market or something like that. This is one that I had originally back in what year is it? There, these are gonna be '86. Why Paul Orndorff turned on Hogan is like the yeah. There you go. So that's '86. Uh, it's got a, a beautiful photo on the front of Dusty Rhodes and photography uh, is terrible. <laughs> How do you describe uh, Dusty Rhodes on the cover? I feel like these are British magazines. No, this is not. This is the George Napolitano. Oh, this is okay. Rag, yeah. Get a leash. Buzz Sawyer snarls and bites his way towards Kevin Von Erich. 
So if you recall from our previous episodes dealing with this, these are magazines that are typically hawking whatever's going on in U in the UWF. But I don't think the UWF was around then. Yet, because it was. I don't think so. So it might just be an NWA magazine. It was like anything that's not WWF basically was the focus. (laughs) (laughs) Rock and Roll Express with Baby Doll. Centerfold. Uh, We've got, uh, I'm flipping through here. The WWF rankings had Hulk Hogan at number one, Jake Roberts. Randy Savage, Adrian Adonis, Harley Race, Paul Orndorff, Ricky Steamboat, Tito Santana, King Kong Bundy, John Studd, and Billy Jack Haynes. What the fuck did Billy Jack Haynes get in there? Who uh, did he beat to get into the top ten? Continental Wrestling, Wendell Cooley was the champion. Jerry Stubbs, Exotic Adrian Street, Tom Pritchard, Brad Armstrong, The Bullet, El Fuego, Robert Fuller, Tommy Rich, Jim Golden, and Tim Horner. Not a lot of guys made it big off that roster. What's your, what's your favorite Jerry Stubbs match? I actually don't know anything about him. No. ICW champion Joe Savodi, Savoldi, the Barbarian Hercules Ayala, Abdul the Butcher, Larry Zabisco, Superfly Snooker, Robbie Ellis, Boris Zukov, Terry Daniels, Sergeant Slaughter, Kurt Henning. That sounds like an ACW, uh, AWA type of probably, probably promotion. Yeah. So this was as off-brand as off-brand can get. This is not. Nobody's going to confuse this with Pro Wrestling Illustrated or that family. The uh, the photography is is just. God awful. Um, the facts are, are just you know wrong. Um, sometimes they actually do sort of break kayfabe and like say real names of wrestlers and things like that. But uh, so these posters <laughs> don't describe any of these. They're just awful, awful, awful posters that I would have loved as a kid for some reason. But now that I'm looking at them as an adult, they're quite awful. Look at Raven. How about a Joe LaDuke poster? Of Thornhill Community Center fame, Joe LaDuke. <laughs> there's there's a post not, or somebody. The Raven. No, it's not the Raven we know and love. It's a Mr. woman named Raven. Electricity Steve Regal. <laughs> not to be confused with Lord Stephen Regal. John Tatum, boy. Got some master brony called the Invader. He's like the, one of the greatest. Is he? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Ultimate Warrior with Gary Hart. I'm he's, allowed he's, to take it from there. All right, so yeah. Hold on, December 1986. Got yeah. it. Yeah, so Heroes and Villains, I mean, it, it's really just, it's good for a quick laugh. That's about it. So they have, yeah, photos of the Dingo Warrior before he was Ultimate Warrior. Um, it, it, what they do is they break it down by territory. And, yeah, I don't see a lot. They do have, I think they have the UWF, but it's not the big uh, focus that it would later become, as we saw in our, our earlier episode. Um <laughs> Jim Cornette, here's one of the articles. Jim Cornette takes on Baby Doll. When I get through with that fat cow, dot, dot, dot. Them's fighting words by Cornette. How would you pay for that? Uh, the cover price, which I believe I would have paid, $3.25 Canadian. And today, $23.32 plus uh, $18.75 shipping. I can't wait for this garage sale. There you go. We're going to make some money on that. So, Stu, we, we looked through a lot of stuff here today, ate a we lot did. of pizza, a lot. shared some laughs. Yes. What, what was your favorite uh, item from the grab My bag? favorite item from the grab bag would have been the the tapes, the cassettes. Yeah, which were yours to begin with. They were fantastic. <laughs> the rest of it is a bunch of dreck, but I, I like it all. And I, I would say that if we did do a Facebook Live and we like busted this stuff out, I bet you you would sell all of it because it's pretty cool stuff. The magazines are really cool. The DVDs suck, but I've definitely watched them. 
the figures are like just everything. If you're a wrestling fan, you you're gonna love all this stuff. So hopefully, people go to the website to see the pictures of what we were um, looking at and describing, and hopefully, they enjoyed um, another episode of of the show. Yeah, let us know what you think, and and if you're into the idea of a, an actual garage sale, we can make that happen. I'm not sure how much of the stuff I'm I'm going to part with, but wrestlinggaragesale.com. Uh, so you should try to buy that. Hopefully, somebody doesn't already have it. Or we're directing people to another site. Um, any any parting words, uh, Stu? Yeah, obviously you could check out Jack of All Trades on Netflix if you are a baseball card collector back in the day. But uh, as far as wrestling goes, a lot, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Lots of wrestling everywhere. AEW, WWE, NXT, and of course NWA Power, which I'm telling Bullock he needs to watch because I think he would really dig it. And uh, you know, whatever wrestling you're watching, hopefully you are enjoying it. Uh, it is a good time to be a wrestling fan. There is so much wrestling out there right now. Enjoy it while you can. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, to check out CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, your scrapbook for wrestling merchandise and memories. Thank you, Stu, for your time and to uh, to Cable Guy Cable Jeff. Guy Jeff. Yes. I was going to say Joe for some reason, which no, would, not be, would not be accurate. No, he would be at upset all. For, for that. But no yeah. apologies, Cable Guy Jeff. Cable Sorry. Guy Jeff, who uh, is the producer of this show and put this together so thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you next time 